Big Zero checking in from Cloud Nine in Dimension Eleven. How are you doing, zeros and zeros? <laughs> um, it's been an interesting week. I seen this. I seen this guy whipping a minivan down the street at sixty miles per hour. Like, <laughs> chill the fuck out in your Astro vans, sir. It was at like uh, two p.m. too on like a Tuesday, and I'm just like, is there? Wh- I, I don't see a soccer practice around here. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, why are you going this fast? I don't even think those those are barely made to go that fast. It was like a. 35 mile zone he's going he's like doubling the speed limit so that was kind of wild um you know i gotta say like it's been pretty i think the internet has handled the the kobe tragedy fairly well but there's always like a couple people that just like have to share their opinion for some reason i don't know they just want to feel special i guess or something uh so there there's this girl um Really, she was a woman, but I'll call her a girl because she was being immature. <laughs> but, so she was she was talking about it, and you know the same line about the about this uh, thing in Colorado that happened, which she didn't seem to have any facts on or anything. So I, you know she 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 posted that, and I don't know. I guess people got pissed, of course. So she took it down. She made another post, like had to take down my last post. Because people were attacking me, <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> and I'm just, you know, like I usually stay away from this stuff. But I'm like, all right, you posted twice, like you, you know, like I gotta say something. So I was just like, so if you had an accusation and were never convicted of it, and then died 17 years later, would you want people to remember you for that? And she, then she's calling me an asshole and all this stuff. Like I don't get how I'm an asshole for that, but okay. But but so she she. She was pressing on calling me an asshole and all this. And it was really gross. It was like, it just made me lose a lot of respect because it's like, that's what it, you, you call someone an asshole for raising a question, you know? And she was just acting. And then she was like trying to play the victim, like, oh, so now I'm the asshole, even though I never called her anything, never said anything. But the funny part of this is like, now, every time she posts, I might just have to delete her because now every time she posts, I just think of the most horrible clapbacks, <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God. So she's like one of these like uh, social justice warriors. Right. And and she randomly had a post where she was talking about, do you ever see people with eyes that are too far apart or too close together or just in the wrong place? The fuck's wrong with them? Am I the only one freaked out by this? Looking like that Momo bitch, something I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I'm, I just wanted to, I wanted to comment and be like, oh, wow, you're body shaming because <laughs> she's the type of person that's always telling people they're body shaming, you know, and I'm just like, oh my God. And then she had another one where she was like, she was talking about shrooms are so great. They really help you see things or whatever. Talking about shrooms. I was like, oh yeah, maybe you could hallucinate that you're not a bad person. <laughs> Really, I'm cleaning up my thoughts a little, but that I think you could probably imagine what my thoughts were. You know, it's just I, I'm just I have like this like this like clapback ability that is is just so deadly, but at the same time, like <laughs> it's so dangerous. And you know, with with great power comes great responsibility, of course. So yeah, the, we got a we got a show for you. It's it's episode fifteen. It's flown by so far, but you're you're so welcome for what we put together for you. 
And uh, I'll intro. I got a uh, my guest coming on from Harmony Politics. Yes, we're gonna talk politics. Sorry uh, to the people that are gonna be annoyed, but I, I think we've done pretty well getting 15 episodes in and talking virtually no politics at all. So I don't know. It's nice to change it up every once in a while. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'll kick the I'll kick this off with a jam, and then we'll get to the interview. Or the conversation, I should say. I don't want to call it an interview. It's more of a conversation. So, hope you enjoy. Me, but they'll never shackle me through the coldest game My soul will reign and leave them numb like Novocaine I owe the game, nothing is my lowest lane I just swooped and slow and came prepared with the dopest flames The words are only good for invoking pain There's a token loss for every token gain Mostly all the fiends just poking veins Get your own ideas, stop poking lanes It's been two years, where the fuck is my hope and change? The words are crazy, just cloaked and sane and you can't repair a broken brain But they'll never shackle me with those spoken chains Fear mongering, don't make me afraid I won't give in, I'll never be a slave Fear mongering, don't make me afraid I won't give in, I'll never be a slave There's a piracy of privacy affecting our society A giant conglomerate violence to win this one mightily Little girls try to be like actresses Spending countless hours on repeated practices Trying to imitate the grace and tactfulness And every generation just goes back to this There's always an illness that'll kill us all Or a random threat we don't have the will to halt Encyclopedia of fear, they've already gone through it The most reliable news source is John Stewart They feed us bullshit and when hope is lost They just change the narrative to throw us off But there's always twice as many people lost as people saved I only seek truth, but never be a slave There's always twice as many people lost as people I only seek truth, I'll never be a slave So we're we're trying this out through the Anchor app uh, with the calling. We'll see how this goes, but uh, yeah, okay, we could give it a try then, just see how it goes. 
Okay, so, well, first off, uh, you could, why don't you introduce yourself to the uh, space listeners out there? Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Bianca Andrews, and I am the owner okay, of Harmony Okay, so politics, are you more LLC. politics, more harmony, or more bone thugs, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely say I'm harmony, <laughs> a little bit of bone thugs for sure. And always, okay. always about the politics, of course. But I'll, seriously, I would say like I'm a really happy medium between all three of those. I understand okay, the community. Okay, cool. What could you tell us about harmony politics? Well, I started Harmony Politics because I noticed like in the Inland Empire, there was there wasn't a lot of education going around. I'm not necessarily talking about school. I'm talking about like learning yourself, gaining knowledge of self and like the life skills that you need, financial freedom, capital in capital flow, capital income, how to get involved in local politics, like how, what what matters, you know? We learn about the basics, the the math, the reading, arithmetic, the history, things like that, but when we're taught life skills. And I think that it's important to our communities need to get back into the life skills in order to really get out of unplug ourselves from society and become self-sufficient. And so I started Harmony Politics and some of the services and things that I offer is like website development, business entity licensing, college prep help, SAT and ACT, SAT and ACT prep, A through G requirements, just a variety of services that are educational okay, that are cool. for your mind that are going to help you better yourself. Um, my company, yeah, so like my company is based on three pillars, which is knowledge. So knowledge, of course, is just information. The information's out there. You have to go and find it. But once you get the, once you find the information, you know, you have to take a step further and actually apply it through wisdom. And then, of course, if you're going to apply it through wisdom, then where should you go and like go back to your community? Apply what you just learned with your own people, with your community where you live. And that's that community engagement right. and civic engagement, the political side of harmony politics. And myself, um, the owner, of course, I'm the, you know, the harmon the harmonic type between the two, the polit political world okay. and the community. Well I bring the happy balance. <laughs> you know, that's my so like what is what is your goal for harmony show. politics would you say my goal definitely is to just make sure that the community is civically engaged in their local government and getting out and spreading spreading the word through the community about anything that they learn on how to better yourself how to disengage from society and make sure that you're going out and learning things that are not like not watching TV, you know, paying attention to the news and things like that, paying attention to what's going on around you, because I feel like we are oftentimes so unaware of the things that really matter. We're so focused on materialistic things and with the news pushes at us that we don't even know yeah, that, who our local mayor is. The yeah, that's, that's true. I feel like a lot of people like don't, people don't even know where places know. are on a map. So like, they definitely don't know. Yeah, and like the the right. media. So I mean, it's it's kind of cliche to say, but like, you can't. Re you obviously can't trust everything you see. You know. 
right like you got to do the you got to do the wisdom you got to actually like you can't just read about something you got to take it a step further and actually do something about what you just read apply it and see yeah it and, and i'm don't i'm, I'm just the type of person it, where yeah. it's like i don't know it seems like i'm skeptical about like any type of media i'm always like man i don't know what the, what's the angle here you know because there's always like some sponsors or something <laughs> so it's tough to know like what the real truth is you know so so um yeah, yeah like an organization like yours is cool because i feel like it kind of cuts through that so that's cool what's your what what career goal are you ultimately looking for would you say right okay say it to to just take harmony who's in minority community urban community whatever soliloquies you would like to use just I want to make sure that you know that there's there's information out there there's there's knowledge out there yeah you may not even be ask the right questions well I want to start a business how do I do that or you may not even be aware that you can do that growing up in a certain area you know you don't know someone who did that I'm going out into the communities and I'm handing out my business cards and telling people, you know, like, hey, you should start a business this year. Like you should, you know, you should start a website or you should record a podcast or what do you what do you like to do? You know, you should turn that into turn that into your turn your purpose into into you being more self-sufficient. Turn your. I don't want to say money because, you know, money is the root of all evil, they say, but, you know, they say work until your day job pays off your passion. Right. So. If it's your passion, why not get paid for it and continue to share that knowledge? And... Yeah, I mean, I, that that definitely makes sense. That's kind of been a theme on this. Um, I call this a God cast on this God cast. Hey. All right. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll, I'll continue off of where it was. I'll just have to do more editing than usual on this episode. <laughs> But that's okay. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Like when I first started doing this, I was recording like little one minute segments and I was like, oh man. And then like, I don't know if you've tried, like when you recorded yours, did you like, uh, like, um, did you do it all one take or did you like have multiple uh, segments? I tried to do it all with one take and then I tried to add segments and I thought I was adding segments, but I wasn't adding segments. I was so mad. <laughs> so I never, I just do it all in one take. I just keep the recording going and I'll just be quiet and then I'll start back up. Yeah. It gets, it gets frustrating, like editing it sometimes. <laughs> like, Cause it'll do this stupid thing where it like, it like throws it all out of order from where you had it. And I don't know why it does that. <laughs> So there's times where I keep having to put it back in order. That's why I try to do as long of like takes as I can. Like for my interviews, yeah. I usually just do one take because it's just like, then I know what that is. I could just place it in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but we'll exactly. see. Yeah, but it'll be fine. I'll just edit out some of this, like obviously like this stuff right here. <laughs> yeah, so. it's like a little interlude, a BTS. Yeah. Behind I might the scenes. Keep- I might keep some of it like whatever fits, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That... If it's clever, make it lever. Yeah. I, I thought I was going somewhere with that. My bad. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> All right, so I'll pick it back up. Um, oh, 
So when can we start calling you President Andrews? <laughs> Whoa, that what a big statement, you know. I don't I don't know about that. Maybe 2032. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think president That's- is for me. I care too much about the community, yeah. you know. Yeah, I get, I get that cuz when you I just want there to be a balance. I just want there to be a happy balance. Presidents are so limited sometimes. As much power as they have, like a lot of times they get kind of like limited by other yeah. factors, you know. So <laughs> What would For sure. There's huge barriers. Especially if you have the house and the, you have the house and Senate divided, like we see today, this is huge. There's definitely limitations so you're not seeking right two terms or anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not too not too sure about that just yet. I have to definitely make sure that I do my research on policies and procedures. You know, you got to peel back this drama that's going on right now in the White House and not get distracted. And really focus on the issues. Well, what is this person getting d- done? Then, then the news and the media will paint a narrative of politics as this side versus that side, but no one's really focusing on well, what policies and procedures are going on today. What's going on in the Middle East? Well, what's going on with China? Like, the, there's so many other things to focus on besides Nancy Pelosi ripping up a speech or Trump not shaking your hand, you know, but we're so enthralled by drama and things like that like we we lose sight of things yeah that's true like that got that gets way more that got way more play than any like law has (laughs) like somebody ripping up a a paper right that got way more play than his actual speech like that's crazy his speech wasn't even that good it was just full of surprises (laughs) that's about it (laughs) right yeah yeah seriously (laughs) what would but if you (laughs) <laughs> not much really was said about policies and procedures but i don't know <laughs> that's kind of the usual though i feel that. like with him there's not a lot of policies and procedures it's just kind of yeah <laughs> right there's things getting done you just have to read it you're not going to get yeah. it from the news because it's too much other stuff to focus on so i understand you know it's marketing <laughs> and advertising yeah, makes sense so- it's clever so if you were president, what would you do? Like, what would be like your moves that you'd make? Um, well, the first thing I would do is do away with this whole, do away with notions, you know, like just things that are supposed to be the standard norm and like, like going to high school, going to college getting your degree, getting a good job, owning a business, getting that house, getting like waiting 30 years of your life before you finally own your house and things like just basic things that are that we don't we don't understand and we don't really realize the severity of like buying a home and getting that mortgage. But now you're going to wait 30 years before you own your home and stuff like why not figure out a smart so that you're not in debt. Yeah, that that you know like we don't we're not told these things because we don't uh, oftentimes when i say we i'm te- i'm speaking of you know my community are like underfunded communities of course so like we don't we don't we don't ask the questions yeah. behind the scenes enough because we don't know so if i was president the first thing i would do is just make the knowledge of like aware 
talk about it like how did I get to become president well I did this this and this you know like like show show and prove because that's how a lot of times we need to get back to that instead of taking these at face value we need to start questioning things and asking well how did you do that instead of just yeah that's true and I I think now like our generation is just it's just so hard to actually get like a house we should help each other like it's really it's really difficult for people like for anyone really like I don't know Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's being di- it's difficult being an adult in twenty. Except except for the boomers, they seem <laughs> to be doing all right. <laughs> the uh, the, sorry, I, you pro- you cool. might not know that. <laughs> every 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 I think every single episode so far, I've said something I mean, about boomers just to play around, like you know. Seen. So they always have to come up. That's like almost like a rule of the of this show. <laughs> uh, i mean i think we're millennials we're kind of like you, you we're almost yourself a millennial or a late generation x <laughs> well do you do you get to decide that or is that just kind of like i don't know how Wait, that works like, like don't say we i said you <laughs> No, there's like a, there's like a, um, the years, like, you know, the years depend on that, depend on when you were born. But some studies say, you know, like 1990 or Generation X, some people say like, right. I thought, you know, like, I don't, I guess I just, I'm just going off of like what we're labeled as, but I always feel like sort of an outcast with millennials in a way. I don't always feel like I fit in with with this generation. But then again, a lot of people probably feel like that because it's millennials has almost become like a bad word to a lot of people. Right. Yeah, pe- yeah, people have like a negative connotation to it. For me, I have kind of a mixed <laughs> connotation, which I think is normal. I'm just like, because there's a lot of things about our about our generation, or if we are the same generation. I don't know. Maybe you are you are you really a boomer at heart? <laughs> yeah, the, the new one's called <laughs> no. Zoomers. I think that's one of the <laughs> nicknames the for this. Digital natives and yeah, zoomers. Yeah. Okay. Okay, zoomers. Wow. (laughs) They're moving fast. Sheesh, zoomers. That's a zoom. That's a a good adjective. (laughs) That's crazy, but yeah, I think that you know I don't blame. I don't blame the 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 millennials on the negative connotation. You know, I just think that this is it's a generation of them not knowing things, taking things at face value again, like just getting back to not doing your own research. Everything's a for show. Like, you know, we live in a world where everything is, you can see everything, like everything is so present. There's so much, many different outlets out there, like for you to get, get yourself out there. You can be seen if you really want to, you know, but maybe behind the scenes, you don't have it all together, but you can put out the front so easy nowadays. And I think you, what, did you say you're not a millennial? Because they're flashy and they want it. Well, not the millennials. Like I'm not one, but oh. I have my time. <laughs> you know, I get it. No, I said I said I'm talking like I'm not. Right, but I think I technically one, but I we're younger for the for millennials. I think we're technically like, in like the younger I'm range of millennials. <laughs> like it goes all the way up until like not old. like late thirties, I think almost at this point. 
I think so. It's I don't know. That's, that's a little silly though, because it's like, okay, who's really deciding what these generations are? <laughs> you know. No. <laughs> that's true. See, look at you. I, uh, yeah, the I asked all types. I all types of stuff. Was... Like, like who would be your vice president <laughs> if you were president? I already got you thinking. Do you have anyone in mind? <laughs> it's kind of, there's a mm, lot to weigh. That's a good question. Um, let's see. I would have to say there is. That's a lot. I would definitely have to say my vice president. That's a big job because yeah, I would I would be I would have to leave it my company and everything and the whole world leave it to someone who I really entrust to keep my vision going. Yeah, you know I think that's the best answer. <laughs> I like that tease. You got to tease the next one. Let you know. That's like a I, video. They'll have to come back yeah. to that answer on the who next are, podcast. Who Who are your political <laughs> heroes? Yes, learned that from Clinton. <laughs> Um, definitely Angela Rye is one of them definitely like she's just you know her just her witty response for those of you who don't know who Angela Rye is she's a CNN correspondent she has her own uh, traveling show that she does where she talks about politics she travels to historically black colleges and as well as universities and she just speaks about politics and things that are relevant in the community and getting younger people engaged in politics because, you know, a lot of people are not really into politics. If they are, they're, they're older. So, but now we live in a world where, you know, people are more interested in, the, in what's going on in the White House because it's so much drama. So they want to know about politics and that's great. So it's like, you know, she just, she really just preaches about that and encourages the, the keeps it going. So she's definitely one of my oh, yeah. favorites and, if I want to throw a comedian in there, of course. Yeah, but, yeah, that show's baby. funny. It was funny with, uh, like, when John Stewart was on pretty, the. Yeah, it's a, it's a good show. Movies. Like overall, I feel like. Um, are there is there any candidate that you hope wins in twenty twenty, or do none of them really appear? Wow, I was talking. Wow. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Go ahead if you have any more that you had to if you wanted to mention did you get any of those or no um no it cut off like 30 seconds in i was just saying i like you know aaron burnett victor blackwell don lemon brooke baldwin as well you know they all would definitely be in my 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 presidential they would definitely be in my cabinet they'd be close members of mine okay okay so you got you got your cabinet picked out um yeah what about okay well oh you will okay not just you know not just of course you know you can't have democrats without republicans there's a everything has to function you know there's there's a certain fluidity that needs to happen in the white house you have to be you have to be harmonic in who you choose to have around you you know that's why when people vote for president you need to make sure that you go back and vote for senate you vote for the legislative branch you know vote for the, the people who actually make the laws and create the laws understanding how government works on a grand scale on a grand scale although it's really really important but if that seems so extreme for a lot of people to really get into let's focus on a smaller level where you live at get informed yeah there. that makes sense and 
get it formed yeah. there, you know? And as you're saying that, I'm thinking like if for my cabinet, I think I'd like to have like some third party uh, can't like uh, people in there because I feel like they're so underrepresented. That'd be kind of cool to get their perspectives, you know, because a lot of people don't a lot of people yeah. don't even. I mean, of course, I got some family members I'm going to. Right. In there. <laughs> yeah. That's like mandatory. Right. <laughs> Are there of of the candidates in twenty twenty? Are there any that you hope win, or do none of them really appeal to you? Um, you know, I had a couple that appealed to me, but early off in the race, they were I knew they weren't going to last really long. Andrew Yang was one of them. Oh, I just you know as a as an entrepreneur, I understand where he was coming from and how America is a you know it is a company. We have a president right now who believes that America is a company and is running the the the, the country as if it yeah. was a company. And as, aside from what a lot of people may think about him, and I hope that they don't hate me for this, <laughs> I hope they do the knowledge and, you know, after I give them the, the wisdom. But if you take personal out of politics, you know, there's no room for personal in politics. So if you take that aside, you have to look at what's actually being done. Go and do the research. And I mean... I don't know if I should say you, it. Zach. I mean, should I say it? this is a free platform, <laughs> so you can say whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's up to you, though. Okay. Because no, I know I'm you're in kidding. politics, so you, you, I know you have to be careful there. But I would say just say how you feel. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, I'm totally kidding. But really, though, like, they're, the country is not doing terrible. No. And I think that, that that gets overlooked by the drama and the things like that. Although there is a lot of things that take place that's just bizarre and crazy in the first ever. If you just take that away and look at the actual facts, a lot of there's a lot of things that are getting done, but there's a lot of things yeah, that are you know, like, as well. And for what no, is getting I, oh sorry, not to cut you off, but for whatever is for what is getting done, you know, it's not being it's not being looked at. Because it's yeah. so overshadowed. I mean, I'd agree because so. there are some people like, I'll, I'll just say like, people already know I'm not like the biggest fan of Trump, but at the same time, I'm not totally irrational to the point where like some people just seem to think that he can't possibly do anything right. And I'm like, I think that's kind of crazy to have that perspective. Like, cause like everybody, everybody's capable of doing right sometimes, you know? <laughs> so it's like, well, right, and not and not even that, but if he's a Republican, the Republican Party is going to say he's doing right. If he's a Democrat, the Democrat Party is going to say he's doing right. Either yeah. side is a win or lose. Your side is going to agree that you're doing what's right because you're pushing yeah, their agenda. Exactly. The other side is going to be upset. So you have to find a balance in between and make your yeah, own decision. And, yeah, and for me, like yeah. I know I definitely lean more to the left, but I don't really like I don't really like to say that I'm part of either party. Like I know that most people would call me like a Democrat or whatever, but I, I just try to find like whoever I think is the best candidate, you know, like I don't really care, you know, what the what the um what their party affiliation is as much. I'm not like, oh well, I like them, but they're Republicans, so I'm not gonna vote for them. <laughs> Yeah, like right, and even on like to 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 continue on the narrative of you know drama and the the party affiliation and things getting lost. It if you look at things on a smaller level, like in your own community, it's way more drama going on in your local government than in the white in the White House because you actually yeah. live there, so it affects you. 
you can possibly be out and see these people, your mayors, your city council women, your city planning commissioners, your your public directors, your financial directors, you know, your waterworks division. There's so many things going on in your own local community that, you know, get overshadowed yep. and overlooked. And it's actually way more drama going on right in your own community than it is on a grand scale, on a grander scale. And these people, you can actually see them. You can call them and talk to them like, hey, is this a scandal? There's always scandals going on. <laughs> right. For real. Like, yeah, it's, you know, and, and uh, like, I know people won't like this, you know, but honestly, like in my lifetime, I feel like things were worse when like George W. Bush was president. <laughs> and I know he seemed like a nicer person. Like he seemed he didn't necessarily seem like a bad person, like the way that Trump can seem sometimes. But but it just seemed like the yeah. the country was worse off. Yeah. So in your face. That's yeah, but all. when you break it, it so down, it's like I feel like the economy was way worse under Bush. It felt like, and just like things in general felt like worse. I don't know. That I could be wrong because I was a kid, but that's just how it seems. Like looking back at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was a hard time when yeah. Bush was in office. And thank you to all the troops who served during that time and who are currently serving, of course. It definitely was a hard, but it definitely was yeah. a hard time. Uh, yeah, I think that so. I just think now it's like such a scandalous. There's always been scandals going and drama in politics. It's just more prevalent on a grander scale. But I think that the local level is getting yeah, lost definitely. in translation. And it's time to it's time to come back to your community and, and focus on what's going on right there. Like you know, a lot of people don't even know. Like when, for example, when you drive out of your I seen this house the other day. They have the biggest pothole from their um right at, right in their driveway. As soon as they back out of their driveway, there's a pothole right there. I'm sure that there's been times where they've hit it. It's been there since I've been driving, like 74 days I've counted. I'm like, are they gonna I wonder do they care? Like are they gonna go do they know where to go to get that fixed through the city? Like are they just gonna drive around it for the rest of their lives? Like, is it in the works? So I went and looked it up to see and there's been nothing filed on it. I can't imagine living there and there's a big pothole up there, you know? I want to know, well, who's responsible for this? How do I get this fixed? It's not my fault. It's the road. So people need to get engaged in their local government, and that's that's a job for the city planning commission, or not the city planning commission, but that's the job for local government that they would fix because yeah, that's the city's property. And it's damaging your property, you know? So there's there's just, like, little things like that we're so unaware of, but we can tell you about Nancy and Trump's, like... Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, like, I don't know if you've had this experience, but like, I'll be in like some areas and it'll be like uh, the streets are all torn up. And like the entire time I've been driving, they've never fixed them. And then like, I'll go to other areas and it seems like they're fixing the same streets every few months. And it's just like, or, you know, every couple of years, like the same streets getting repaired. And it's, I don't know, it, it definitely seems like a money thing. Like the areas that have more money, like you see the stuff getting done. And it's kind of, it's messed up, honestly. It's like, it doesn't seem right. I mean, I guess that's kind of how it works. But at the same time, I'm like, man, like these streets have been torn up forever and they never do anything to fix them. All right. Yeah, I don't know if it's my phone or if it's the Anchor app. To be honest, I'm not sure. Are you, are you on um, are you on Wi-Fi? 
Yeah, I have bars. Yeah, well, I got I got bars. No, <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not get into that. yeah, this is not. I don't want. I don't want to battle you. That's another episode. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess just <laughs> sorry to the listeners. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be chappy this week, but it should be fun still. So, um, Yeah, we could add sound effects and all that if you like entertainment. But yeah. don't don't let the entertainment take away from the message. Right, like I like to add air horns. That's one of my, you know, like that. Burr, burr, burr. That's one of my things I always add. So All right. it's just fun. I'm going to say air horn when I think there should be an air horn. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say something powerful and I'm going to yell out air horn. Kind of similar to Kevin Hart when he dropped fire. yeah, insert air horn here. <laughs> Exactly. I was going to say that. Insert air horn here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what got you into politics in the first place? I actually always had a passion for it. Growing up, I didn't really go outside too much, so I stayed inside. And I watched, like, crime shows and things like that. I was really young, but I always watched them. And it kind of got me interested in, well, why does crime happen? Well, who else talks about crime? So then I like discovered the news in a sense. My mom would turn it on and usually I wouldn't want like be able to stay up late, but I would listen at the top of the stairs. And I just would think like, wow, there's a lot of things going on in the world. Like it's crazy out there. Mm -hmm. And I just, I've been invested ever since. I got into politics though, like really deep into politics when I went to Cal State San Bernardino, Cal State University San Bernardino, of course. Um, and I, I, my major was political science and I was able to, study things like political theory and go deeper into the actual application of science like it, it's it's amazing it's so crazy how like you know philosophy and political ideologies really shape this country and how someone's mindset how their thought process really like lived on and transcends across so many platforms and across so many you know so many generations and centuries and just wow it's amazing Yeah. And to understand the past, you know, in order to under to really move on in the future, you need to understand the past and having that deeper understanding of that and being able to understand that on a broader level allows me to really key in and focus in on local government because it's a much smaller level. You're dealing with smaller components, less, you know, relax
I feel like that, like, I remember the cycle, they kind of rigged it for Hillary, or like the DNC got caught doing like some shady stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do that again. But right now he's like the front runner. So I think it would be kind of harder to do, you know, but who knows? <laughs> I think that anybody who's not a part of the establishment that they can't control like that is always going to be like at a disadvantage, you know? Yeah, in a sense. That's what it seems like. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, nobody really knows because all that stuff's all behind closed doors. But that's what it feels like when you see articles and they're just like trying to scare you not to vote for Bernie. Like, and then I'll read the article. One of the articles, like I looked at it and it was like a former Clinton aide. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like who wrote the article? Because, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> well, that I mean, yeah, thing. you got to look at the source, right? You gotta, you yeah. know, you gotta question everything that you're told. Question everything and go get, go, go get the research. And you, know, you shouldn't get offended if someone questions you. Like it's good that they ask questions. You should welcome the knowledge because if you can't explain it to someone or teach it to someone, do do you really know? Right. Yeah. What What's been your favorite thing about Trump? <laughs> Whoa! Knockout. What is that? Insert um air horn here. Insert air horn here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah th that's a tough one i'm sure <laughs> uh yeah you know the i would definitely have to say let me see hmm. yeah. i would definitely have to say you know the honestly the economic boom i'd say yeah there is a bit of that huh but some some part of me wonders like i feel like this always happens right like the Democrats always get blamed for ruining the economy, but the way the economy works, it takes a while for things to actually set in. So, like, the economy was terrible under Bush, so when Obama got elected, the economy was terrible. So he, right. he kind of turned the economy around, and then now under Trump, the economy's good, but I'm like, okay, is that because of Trump, or is it because of what Obama was doing, or is it kind of like a mixture of both, you know? Well, I mean, you know, like you said, you inherit, you inherit the past. Yeah. So you inherit the, the whatever financial discrepancies they were, even though it may appear to be a good, uh, you know, good times when this person was in office behind the scenes, it might be a mess. You know, there might be temporary layoffs with federal employees like we saw furloughs, um, you know, just a variety of things that are going to contribute to the economy being it being the way that it was. I believe that if in four years out of the first four years of Obama's presidency within the, it took about two and a half to three years before we really started seeing changes. And had he not been elected for another term, I don't think that some of the changes that he made would have happened. Yeah. So you need time, you need time to do it. You need time to be in office. And I, that's why I think two terms, you know, is necessary to really do that when you flip the economy and you're able to really see what you're doing because it takes. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm but yeah. with Donald Trump, it's although the economy is is you know, the economy is like boosting jobs and things are being added and you know making America great. The whole slogan is cheesy and corny as it is. Not to say that America's great again, because by <laughs> no means are we great. Um, are we great in the sense that he seems as in like a bullying aspect? I don't believe that we're not great because of that and his de his demeanor. But I do think that you know, we are, the economy is booming. And especially with Donald Trump being an entrepreneur, 
all the way to the White House. That's if that's not inspiring, that's enough in itself for why there's been such a rise in entrepreneurship. One th- w- yeah, one thing I think my maybe my favorite thing and also my least favorite thing is it's it's like at the same time it's like two sides of the same coin part of me is like it's kind of it's something is sort of admirable about someone being willing to just put themselves out there that much (laughs) yeah so part of it is like damn you know that's that's bold like the sheer boldness is like wow you know it's like, yeah, that was a terrible thing you said, but you know what? You said it, and not a lot of people would. Yeah, like it's like well, now we yeah, have to deal not with a lot it. of people would be it. brave enough to say something that wild, but you said it. So in a in a weird way, it's sort of admirable. <laughs> it's just like no. Yeah, and then like on the flip side too, though, like not yeah, to just well, praise him and everything, because there is some downfalls, like. I definitely don't agree with his social reform policies and foreign policy. His, his, yeah, yeah I just, there's yeah. a lot with the tax, the tax laws going, the tax laws changing and taxes being raised. Of course, when business comes, that means that taxes are raised as well. So, you know, there's a lot of things that he's doing wrong, but there's a lot of things that he's doing right. Both sides can be argued, but it's not about that. It's about just coming together and really understanding what's good for the world at that level. And on the local level, what's good for the community? So when both sides argue on the local level, the bottom line should be the community, yeah. the residents, the people who are living in these affected areas, these under underfunded areas, these areas where things are desolate. There's empty lands. Why aren't there businesses on this corner? That that business that should be on that business that you're thinking about starting, why aren't you doing the research, you know, to go and figure out on a city level how you can get that business and start your company? You can hire employees. Now you're creating jobs right there in your community. You know, it's it's a sense of pride when you give back to your community. And I, I feel that with Harmony Politics. And that's how I know that my vision is supposed to resonate. In well, I, I re- you know, I, re- I hope that um, your business continues to excel. So, yeah. Who's who's been your like favorite president so far, would you say? Or do you have one? No. Is it not? No. Yeah. Not really. I mean, I guess I have a favorite. Wilson? Wilson. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I just feel like everyone expects me to say Obama. Although Obama's great, he's amazing, but, you know, Wilson... I legitimately didn't know who you would say because it's like, you study it more than other people, so you could have had any... You know, like, you could have had any (laughs) answer. (laughs) So. Well, I mean, just, I like, I respect Woodrow Wilson because I don't know if you're familiar or if the the world... Some people, you know, of course, this is a podcast with Harmony Politics, so there's definitely some political listeners out there who are familiar with Wilsonian or Wilsonian Wilsonian Wilsonianism. Try saying that with Wilsonianism. (laughs) I'll just say Wilsonian. (laughs) So Wilsonian is like it refers to, you know, Woodrow Wilson and his his foreign policy on how how did he came like, you know, it was certain points that he that were to he basically made a chart of these are the these are the most important points that we need to do in order to obtain world peace well how do you get world peace by communicate by communicating 
And the first word in community, communicating is community. You know, that's the root word, commute, mm-hmm. commute. It's, it's there. Like you, it's right there. And just that him alone, just how he, the 14 points that he had while that outline, you know, just how Congress is to conduct themselves in foreign policy and how the world is to work and how we're to benefit each other, better each other. That's the central idea of the world. We're all connected as one in some way or form. And I think somewhere in translation, you know, politics came in and, you know, things started to change around. I'm not to say that, you know, before 1918, there was definitely things changing. There was things changing, but the the dynamics of the world involvement on a foreign level kind of switched. Yeah. That was definitely like a critical moment, I think, a critical presidency, I think, when it comes to There you to go. Policy. You know what? I'm glad I asked that question because like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have predicted Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> you know, he's not normally one of the ones that you hear more. So that I think that's cool for people. I'm sure a lot of people will learn just listening to that. So that's I, I think that's cool. Do you think what about like least favorite presidents? Do you have any where you're just like, man, that was not that was not a good time? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the first president I can really remember is like from actual living through it and just really yeah. being so deep into politics is Bill Clinton. I don't. That was scandal. That was mm-hmm. the first scandal, I think. But definitely, I would want to say, you know, then George Bush, his dad. Ooh, I don't know. It's just a mess. It's been a mess. <laughs> our, our country. <laughs> We've had some questionable leaders up until you know yeah. 2008. But 2008, and it was a good. You know, he had a good eight years. That's yeah. definitely one for the books. But I would definitely have to say. Yeah. Th- okay. Bush yeah. I mean... Junior, I just you know I can't. I just I it was a rough time. It's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it really, it really was like just even going back and looking at things that happened in the White House and going and being able to now, instead of a young 18 year old when he was in office, now I'm older and just really being able to dive deeper into things. Just wow, what a what a time. Yeah, that was that was a rough that was a rough time. (laughs) I'm glad you guys made it through to listen to this. Pat yourself on the back. That was a rough time. I'm glad I. That's one thing America right? can I do mean, is bounce back. I was watching up here from space, just like, damn, I hope America gets it together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was Life like, yeah, I don't know. Happen. I don't know what's going on down there, but <laughs> so like um what do you think of of uh should there be term limits or what do you or yeah, it's kind of a interesting question, I feel like. For presidents, Senate, yeah, in general, Congress, I think I think you know, president is the main one people think of. Well, I mean, yeah, but let's okay. The president, you, no, I think that the term limit is good on the president. Eight years is th- enough yeah. time. Because if you're if you truly have an agenda that you know is going to resonate and really do what it's going to do, it shouldn't be. Five, ten, five, ten years of pushback, you know, it's, it's going to get done pretty quickly. And I think that's what the root of it is. I think for legislators, on the other hand, there definitely should be a term limit. 12 right. Years Some of them, time. it's like, man, they're in there for a long, they're in there forever. They're in there for like 30 years, just like making laws. It's kind of wild. <laughs> what, what do you think? 
Yeah, so like the Senate for the Senate for eight years, that's a that's a long time too for Senate for a position. You how is it that you have a because you're telling me that you're allowed you're allowed to be in office for as long as the president, but your job is not as in, like your job is different. That doesn't make sense. Like there should be a checks and balance. Like the president should be the only one in for eight years at yeah, a time, in my opinion. For, yeah, really. What, what do you think? What about like the electoral college? Do you think we should still go off the electoral college in like presidential elections? I mean, of course, in theory, it would be nice that we didn't, but that's just a theory, right? We're never going to get a say-so on that. The country's older than our, than yeah. our what we would like. It's going to take a long time for everything to catch up and really for a country to be for the people, by the people. Those people don't exist anymore <laughs> that made that. So we're, we have a totally different mindset nowadays. We're not for the people for sure. And we're definitely not by the people. All one side's always going to lose. There's no, there's no happy. Medium yeah, times. It, it's hard for us in California. It just feels like by the time the election gets to us, like the results, it's like it's already wrapped up. So it's like, damn, <laughs> what do we do? You know? Yeah. Right. They've already picked their forefront. They've already picked their forerunners. There's people in the background making decisions and deals. The next thing you know, oh, you guys voted. But right. They did move win. up the primary this year, though. So that's good. Do you think uh, the world is headed in the right direction? Why or why not? <laughs> ah, well, what is the right direction? The direction you, know, like, you like? <laughs> I just, the, I believe the right, the right direction is, everybody every single person out there is living is moving in their right direction and if you're focused on what you're supposed to doing what you're supposed to be doing you there's no one else who can do what you do and if we if you if everyone walks in their purpose then there's no need for bickering or arguing or not coming together this side versus that side because everybody is in their lane you're offering a service that no one else can offer because you are unique so that's the right direction in theory, but it sounds good. That's a more, you know, I guess you can say the happy hippie side of the me that Harmony just wants more peace and things <laughs> like that. But I definitely think the right the right direction is taking, giving more power back to the people in the, in the community, back to the voters. Definitely, if we can do that, just you know, get. But at the same time, if we're able to do that, then that also means that we have to be willing to do the research. And willing yeah. to do the knowledge, not just take mm -hmm. things at face value. So. I'd say so. Uh, we're we're in the middle of of Black History Month. What does Black History Month mean to you? Everything, of yeah. course. Everything. There's so many just crazy things that black people have invented and just it's it's amazing to me you know it, it shocks hey, me every time hey, like something new. you should if you if you can remember any off the top of your head like what's some like inventions that surprised you uh that the black man invite in, that's a, that's a good one uh street lights right <laughs> I, like traffic I no lights i think is it. is like one traffic lights yeah yeah there's his name was Philip Downing. He invented the mailbox. Uh, you know, Madam C.J. Walker with the hot comb. Shout out to all <laughs> my ladies out there with the beautiful okay. hair. Uh, just, I don't know. There's so many. Who, like, who are like some unsung black heroes that people might not know about? 
unsung black heroes. Well, you know, all the people, I'll tell the people right now, go on, you're probably on your phone trying to Google stuff right now. Go on Google, type in black inventions that you never thought of. And it's going to come up with a whole list of things that you would have never guessed were made by black people. It's going to shock you. People like Garrett Morgan on there, Patricia Bath, Elijah McCoy, just so many different people that have came up with things, fiber optic cables and solar panels, uh, fax machines, like the first telephone. It's just crazy. And it oftentimes makes me wonder, especially more in Black History Month, but always, there's so many inventions that are made by Black people. And we're, we are such a creative people with things like that. Why, why is it that we were not able to come together and really, you know, put our creative creativity to use? But that's, that's definitely another topic for the whole other podcast. That's <laughs> well, sure. yeah, I think there's a lot of factors. Like the, the U.S. government has not always, and maybe it still isn't like a friend of Black people in general. So I think that's a pretty big obstacle, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a complex, lot to it. Yeah. That's a, that's a, there's not a simple <laughs> answer yeah. to that. We're going to just, you're just going to do a basics to harmony politics before I just, you know, throw out all that at you. Let me, <laughs> let me bring you in first and ease you on into harmony politics. <laughs> but definitely understand we don't shy away from those conversations over on harmony politics. Just yeah, not right I now. mean, <laughs> well, in, in that same line, um, do you think the the government do you think like the u.s government should give black people like reparations that's always like a topic that comes up yeah i mean that's a that's a big topic i don't think i have enough time to really get into that that topic but i definitely want to circle back to that question on yeah yeah that that would that's a good one yeah it would take a, a long time my short answer would yeah, because I can, I'm, I could come at you with political things that happen. Policy, I could, you know, there's, there's a lot to that one. That's definitely gonna have to be <laughs> that, one podcast in itself. That could be a we whole thing. For that one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a like whole off, thing. It, for me, like just like in a in a to put it simply is like I think since they've given other groups reparations, like I feel like it's like sort of like a no brainer that they should, but. It's it's a lot more complex than that, I know. <laughs> so sh- should right. there be a limit to freedom of speech? And if so, like, what should the limit be? Definitely no limit of freedom of speech. You should always be able to speak what's on your mind. Just make sure that what you're saying is important and worthy and relevant to whatever topic is at hand. Make sure that, you know, you're speaking in a manner that you understand that people are watching you. Someone's always out there listening. Conduct yourself in a civilized manner. Yeah, that's that's a great answer. Like, I mean, well, probably because I agree. But, you know, like for me, I don't know. It seems like it seems (laughs) like there's a lot of people who who do want to limit freedom of speech these days. So I think it's important, like, even if you don't agree with what someone's saying, like, for them to be able to say what they feel is important, you know, for communication, I feel like. What do you think about right? What do you think of about course. cancel culture? <laughs> yeah, the cancel? the whole cancel culture that is has been going on the last like couple years. 
What oh, they like culture? they they call it okay. You know how people will get canceled by the internet? Like, oh, they're canceled. You know, have you heard of that? They're saying okay. that that's like. No. <laughs> You've never heard of that? Like the like I don't know. Like somebody says something stupid, and then they're everybody's what? like trying to no. kind of in their career. You know. Wow, that's a whole thing. People are taking time of that out of their yeah, you never because that. someone spoke illogical or something, or maybe spoken didn't think first or something. Did they cancel? Okay, I got. He's ask. definitely somebody that they try to go after, but it doesn't seem like it's worked <laughs> so far. Yeah, uh, power, power. <laughs> like you said, no one man should have all that power. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I had no idea with that, but uh, my thoughts on it are, you know, just as much time as you're putting in to try to cancel someone, maybe you should be using that time to elevate yourself and not focus on someone else so much and make sure, you know, you're right. Because what if someone saw what you were doing right. and was like, oh, I'm going to cancel you. you, then you'd feel bad. So I, I just think, you know, there, I just think that there's other, that's really minute on the scale of things that you could be doing and Especially because that's something that was recently made up. Like, that's crazy. Like, a, a group of people dedicated to stopping other people from being on the internet and doing what they want to do or whatever. Living it's just like this life, I guess. Nah, just nah. Not... Harming politics. Yeah, I does feel not like that's just like the, it's like the evolution of, ha of haterism. <laughs> yeah, that's like to it. That's like, is that the president? That sounds, sounds like the president of. Of um, Twitter <laughs> culture, along with online bullying and things like that, because it's all behind the scenes. But I believe that if it was done to you, you wouldn't be okay with that. So you definitely have to treat people the way you want yeah, to be treated. Like, yeah, and you know, it's like I feel like everybody has something dumb that they've done, and now it's like everybody's a lot of people. Are, right. Yeah, it's a publicized. lot of people are paranoid, like of uh, for about saying the wrong thing, you know, and it's just. We have to. We live in a society where everything has to be politically correct. You either have to be one way or this way. Like, you can't be in the middle. You de You definitely cannot have right. your own opinions, ideologies, theologies, philosophies. Yeah, yeah, really. That that is just. <laughs> you have to conform. Like, if you don't conform, then you're an outcast. You know, like it's like you're weird. What's wrong with you? Why are you not conforming to what society mm -hmm. says is the norm? You know. Why are you thinking yeah, differently? And instead of like looking at it from that perspective, what we need to do is look at it from ask the same question, but change the tone. Well, why is it that you're looking at it differently versus why are you looking at it like that? You know what I mean? Just the tone in itself is the same question in the same words. Just the tone in itself changes things. That inquisitive mind that changes that getting getting an inquisitive mind changes things. It changes it changes things in your life because it motivates you to do something. Now, not only are you inquisitive or you're curious, now you're actually going to go out and do it. You're going to go look for it. You're curious. You're going to go look for it. Curiosity killed the cat, they said. Go until it kills you. Go find out. That business you want to start, go go and not literally kill you in this sense. Let yeah, me back up. <laughs> Definitely not until it kills you. But, you know, go until the end, until you can't anymore. And that's when you're going to reach your, that's when you're going to reach true knowledge of self. That's when you're going to tap into your purpose and really be able to thrive in that kind of like this book um by paulo Coelho called oh, the alchemist which is actually my email no way. 
that which is actually let me which is actually my no, email the alchemist at heart right now so you can definitely book some services if hold up like. you're tripping me out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like that Why? book, I bought that book and I liked it. I bought it for my dad. Like I've been telling people, like that's a trip. I don't know. That just tripped me out. <laughs> yeah, I read. He actually has another book called The Winner Stands Alone, which was one of the first books I read by him. I read The Alchemist like about four or five years ago, but it's a really good book. And I encourage people to go out and buy it because it's a story of a finding your personal legend and just persevering and really it inspires you. And yeah, motivated. you know, like, like I, I kept I kept hearing about it. It's almost like that book almost like forces its way into your life. Like because I kept hearing about it and like Kobe had read it and then like Kobe's like Yeah. It's on Oprah's book club. It's on Oprah's book list. Obama right. had it on his list. Like it's, Yeah, it's a good and book. like and it tripped me out because I mean Co being in this area, like Kobe was all obviously always somebody I look up to. And then like I just kept seeing it from there. It'd be like um like the GM of the Lakers and then LeBron was reading in like everybody was reading it. And I'm just like, man, this is a trip. Like everybody's reading this book and it's a really good book. I would definitely recommend it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That book, his other book, the winner stands alone. Just look into him as an author. He's, he's, his message really transcends. He doesn't have a central theme, a central theme, excuse me. So just look into him. He has every category that you could possibly. Right. Want. So definitely plug in him. Yeah, as well. I'd agree. Um, do you feel like people are too sensitive overall or not sensitive enough? Well, of course. We live in a world where we have to be politically correct. We bite our tongues. We we accept things we may not be comfortable with. Uh we, you know, that's that's the world we live in. That's that's society. Everything is so publicized that we have to be okay. Right? With it. Yeah. You said you can't really speak out on it because then you're you're labeled as an outsider or what's wrong with you that you have yeah a what makes you that. so special <laughs> yeah and it's like i'm special because i don't i don't agree with that like why can't i like what's for you is for you and what's for me is for me like why is it a problem that what's for you is not for me like that's that the arrogance <laughs> it's kind of arrogant yeah it's like oh i'm okay with it so you have to be and if you're not something's wrong with you like that's that's the that's a reoccurring theme we have here in our good old God, like it's so annoying. Like I almost feel like the left wing is more divided than the right wing because the right wing will just like they will stand behind each other. They'll be doing all types of terrible things and they'll be like, Well, I'm I'm voting for him. Like I've seen somebody say, like, I don't care if Jesus Christ was running as a Democrat, I'm voting for Trump. I was like, <laughs> like, man. They really stick to their <laughs> stuff like but the left wing is just like man you have to be perfect in some people's minds to get their vote you know <laughs> well i mean you know it's not even that it's i don't think it's about perfection more so i think that they strive for a candidate who's morally in tune right with but the right as opposed to someone who's just so as opposed to a side that's known for business and you know cutthroat politics and Po there's no personal in politics you have one side that where it's all personal in politics because there's such strong yeah. community ties and then you have one side where there's no room for personal because it's a business and there's no and we all know friendship and business does not right mix. exactly so it's just about you and you know which side do you 
you're to where tradition as children when we our our parents our our family history and things like that we're already preconditioned to a side and that can you can i can even take a step a step back a step further excuse me and say that our economic our economic um situation is what creates the site that we're yeah, on. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. And as far as underfunded, like like me, I go into underfunded communities. Most of those, most people in that community are going to be on the Democratic side because of the social programs and the things that they help the gov- the community with, and uh, just different, you know, different social assistance and government assistance and things like that. Whereas opposed to if I was to be in a richer area, you're not going to see people. You're not going to see programs yeah. like that. And that's that's the reality of it. So it automatically classism plays a factor, and just it's a lot of things that we're preconditioned to that we don't even realize we have a choice in, or we never even take the time to research the other side because we don't we never take the time to research the other side because we weren't even that never even occurred to us. Like for example, that black people were once registered as as Republicans, although Kanye West said said some crazy things and and. You know, some crazy things in his delivery was insane. <laughs> he did, he was true about that fact. Black people were once Republicans. And then you had the birth of social reform, reform programs and you had the narrative of things change and shift during that that um, that financial year, or not that financial year. I'm sorry. During that year, uh, I believe. Yeah. So that's when you just seen like instead of Republicans and things like that, because that's originally who started out with um social reform and things like that is shifted from Republican to Democrat to, I would say that that shift happened in the South as a way to, as a way to keep slavery alive in a sense. No, yeah. It sounds like a crazy accusation, but that's definitely something that, you know, that's a, that's, that's a conversation in itself to have regarding the, the politics and the, both the left and the right. No, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's crazy. Like, you know, like the fact that, you know they they fought a whole war over slavery so clearly i, I know right. so you would be surprised at some of the things that i get in my inbox over at harmonypolitics.com regarding just when i send out daily articles monday through friday i sometimes the response that i get back i'm like oh okay well thank you for your response sir i didn't see that perspective but I, although I respect your opinion, let me let me hit you with this point of view. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm engaged in a, a very stimulating intellectual conversation early in the morning. And at the end of it, we end up both just, you know, being harmonic and and having wishing each other a good day. And that's that's the beauty of remaining neutral and being able to understand facts and doing your research and coming from a perspective of knowledge instead of, well, when some when somebody says something, you're like, oh, it might shake you. Or whatever you believe, you're not strong in your belief that you're that you waver at the at the sight or the thought of anything that goes against your belief. I can say anything to you, and now you don't believe in what you believe in. You like we lost the aspect of research, which makes us stand firm. Oh yeah, beliefs. I I feel that. Um, you said you, yeah, right. right. You you said that you wanted to talk religion. What's your fave? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have a fave religion, but I'm definitely for any religion that teaches you knowledge of self, any religion that teaches you how to do for yourself. Yep. If there, there's a religion that, that tells you, you know, you have to get up every day and go after your dream. 
then by all means go for it and if that's the religion that you subscribe to then great and I'm not a big believer in religion that teaches you a blind faith and things like that that tells you to believe in this person and pray to this person and just trust that a way will come without doing the actual work yeah that makes sense it's just like knowledge with like it's just like knowledge wisdom and knowledge and wisdom like one of my favorite bible scriptures is proverbs 1 7 and it says the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction and that's just in a nutshell what harmony politics really is it's that bible scripture. okay for those of you who didn't catch it let me slow it down one more time it's proverbs 1 7 and it's the fear of the lord is the beginning is getting the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction and even if you take the the word Lord out of it, the fear of anything is the beginning of knowledge, but only fools despise wisdom and instruction. So you can insert whatever word you want there, but the, the passage still remains. It's such a solid statement in itself. And I think that's, you know, that's important. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is I, I think that's that's one of those sections that gets glossed over a lot of times, I feel like, because it doesn't. Yeah, they go to you go to Psalms it, and things like that, but. That, that's a really powerful scripture and I think that's like that should be the basis of any religion because I believe that you know religion is a it's a great story it's fables it's it's great someone told someone had to tell a story so someone is is remembering what happened and writing it down well we all know how memory and things can be so sometimes things can be shaky we embellish we might say things it's all a good story although some people will argue with me right now or probably turning this podcast off because they're so upset we'll turn it back yeah. on hold on we'll, we'll give be harmonic. <laughs> on the flip side of that there there is his there is history that you know we'll talk about back up the actual story so you do have there is arguments to be made on all sides but the point is anything that is going to make you a morally sound person and teach you to do for yourself that is a that is the best i can't argue with that religion yeah and i think there are some people that feel like you have to take every word of the bible literally and sometimes i'm like have have y'all never read like another book where there's like symbolism <laughs> like some stuff right. might not mean literally what it says like some stuff is literally some stuff could be a total like symbol for something else like you know Exactly. You know, from I've studied things like the Nation of Islam, Five Percenters, Buddhism, Judaism, Christianity. It's it's all, you know, it all they, there's all. Right. It's all things. really similar when you break it down. It's just it's about, yeah, it's about being morally correct and morally sound. It all comes back to that. But some more than others will teach you blind faith and even atheism, atheism will teach you blind faith and things yeah. like that so there's there's all types of religions that teach about blind faith and there's there's only there's very few that actually teach you about going out there and putting in the work and getting the results and they take religion out of it there's no the aspect of religion is missing and it's just about working yeah effort. like i think that religion i think that religion was detrimental to mm -hmm. certain communities for sure Do you you probably don't have a least favorite religion huh <laughs> Uh, no, I don't really, I don't really subscribe to, I mean, I, I was raised Christian and everything like that, but in a sense, I'm, I believe, you know, you have to get out there and work, although, you know, I'm a morally sound person and everything like that. I, I believe in the universe and I believe in you put out there what you, you get back what you put out there. You know, if you put in the work and the effort, 
the whole universe will subscribe to give you what you want. Yeah. No, that makes sense. If you're if you're like if you're if you're doing the work and you're going out there every if every day you want to sell ice cream and for the first week nobody buys your ice cream because you're in the house, well of course. But if every day you want to buy ice cream and you go outside every day at a certain time, eventually somebody's gonna buy some ice cream from you. It may not be today, tomorrow, but putting in that consistency and, and you know, following through because we always we oftentimes as people, myself included, will start something and not follow through. Sometimes we have to fight ourselves to follow through, but when we follow through, we actually get the result that we want. And it's that feeling of accomplishment. And I think that sometimes religion takes that away because it's like, oh, if something happened, oh, well, it's good luck or something. Yeah, you have times where that happens, but you have to put in the work so you can feel that sense of accomplishment and not that sense of, oh, well, the Lord provided. Yeah, the Lord provided, but he only provided because you went out and did applications every day. So, of course, you were going to get yeah. that. Eventually, someone's going to say yes, right? Like if you're applying every single day. So I'm not necessarily sure what the Lord had to do with that in a sense. But at the same time, you know, if that's what you believe, then, hey, I'm all for it. The Lord did it and I'm proud. You got yeah. to Whatever, whatever, like whatever means to an end you need to get there with religion, then, hey, harmony politics tells you to get there. <laughs> At the end of the day, nobody really knows like the, you know, like everybody has different eyes, different ears and all that different brains. They're different chemically. So yeah. too many uncertainties with religion. And I don't I, I don't like I don't know how to deal with uncertainties. I'm a pretty, you know straightforward type of person so i can make my own informed decision but i don't think i don't know how to make an informed decision with religion <laughs> so but i'm definitely willing to talk about all types of religion and yeah it's, like it's interesting would you say religion is a is a good or definitely. bad thing overall um i like i said i think overall religion is good you know it's, if it's a religion that teaches you to be morally sound and just morally sound period taking away the doing for self aspect but just teaches you to be a morally sound person of good character and good nature yeah i believe religion is good if that's what it's teaching. yeah no. there's no harm has ever been done from someone who treats people the way that they want to be that's treated like... usually people want to be treated good so you know if you genuinely can abide by that and you that's what your religion preaches then for sure that's what that's what's always sort of funny to me is they have these these books for these religions and they're all long and long-winded and there's all these passages and if you could literally just follow treating people as you want to be treated and that would solve everything (laughs) like if you just did that it's almost like the, it's almost like people will just look for other stuff in the books like well this se- this section says that I can say uh, like f these people or whatever so they, you know so they just like use that it's like honestly <laughs> right. yeah they but it's like choose. no every single religion I've I've come across will tell you to treat people as you want to be treated so Yes, me too. I haven't came across <laughs> one in my research that doesn't say that. That doesn't say that. So that is definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's like thing. super, and it's super easy to do. Like it, do, you could anybody can think like, huh? Would I want someone to do this to me? And like, if the answer is no, then don't do that. <laughs> you know. And that's that's the whole thing. You know, um, people are not thinking the way that they they are supposed to be thinking. People are. They're not using their brains enough. They're not examining things. And that's what I'm here to do. 
uh, make sure that you know you use your brain and you examine things and start you examine first from within before you examine the outside and that's the bridge with harmony politics with the, the harmony within yourself and the politics that right, you do outside yeah. so do you have any spiritual beliefs yourself no not really you know i just believe in you know you get what you yeah, know that's just that's pretty much that's pretty straightforward with me you get you get what you put out i believe that you know someone created the world whether his name is allah buddha Hare krishna jesus god say yakuza satan whatever you worship some somebody created this and I'm, i'm not naive to that to that aspect so some something had to create this i'm not i definitely don't believe in the big bang theory because it's just too it's too great it's too great to give this to just it just appeared or just formed out of nowhere. Yeah. This is definitely someone's mind at work here. It's, it has to be, and this is someone's mind who's so far off that we don't even know what to call them. So we've made up so many different that's, names. That's, for them. that's that's definitely an interesting take. <laughs> you know, like because I I do think like the Big Bang is like all right, but that is kind of weird for everything to just fall into place like that. <laughs> <laughs> right like just how how you can explain to me and all the science but every time you explain something to me scientifically okay well now explain that scientifically it's a trail so you have to go back all the way to the origin and i haven't heard of i haven't heard or researched an actual origin for big bang theory that makes sense yet because if there's the bang we'll explain how did the bang get there there was a process before the bang let's go through the whole process we weren't alive long enough to go through the whole process so how right can we maybe say maybe some i don't know you just you never know maybe that was the original air horn like that went off and that's what caused that's what caused everything <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah then the yeah. land and the grass yeah you're right maybe <laughs> are are you super (laughs) that's life in zero right yeah are you superstitious about anything Uh, definitely just about my bedtime yeah you know (laughs) i just have to get if i don't get my sleep you know i just i like to get my sleep i need to sleep at least five hours oh well that's not too if i if i don't get my sleep then you know i'm superstitious the next day so i feel like you know something's gonna be out of whack my my body can't yeah that makes sense like I'm attract like I'm attracting like you know at, my body chemistry is off so I'm attracting things that are mm-hmm. off in the universe so I need to make sure that you know I get it a minimum of five hours. That's sleep. good, yeah. Or something. Yeah, that's my only I, one really. You know, some it's sad, but. Well, step on your back. Step on what is that saying? Step on a crack yeah. and break your mama's back. So I definitely like avoid cracks. <laughs> yeah, all like all that. crack I think is probably <laughs> good to avoid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mama said today. I think that's that's a fair policy. <laughs> uh, definitely something I'd implement. Yeah, that makes sense. Just seal all the cracks. Yeah, just take all the crack away, put it away, and you know, the government dropped it off. I'm just gonna come pick it back up and take it away. It's time I'll to BRB. It. Yeah, I almost feel like making no BRB. <laughs> No BRB to the crack. <laughs> so I, I play <laughs> around. <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah. I, oh, I heard that. Nice. You know, I, yeah. I'm always listening. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I know. I just play around. <laughs> like when you drop something off, you know, like, yeah. But um, yeah. What, what's it called? Capitalism or communism? Who wins? <laughs> Capitalism or communism? This is gonna, unfortunately, 
let's see capitalism or communism hmm i don't i don't know my immediate mind is to say capitalism of yeah. course which would make sense yeah i think i think a lot of that makes sense i, I mean that's what we know you know that's what we've been around you know i think that i i mean yeah like they, i just think there's such a it's a negative connotation behind right? communism yeah <laughs> That like we don't we don't really understand what it really was the basic idea of it like if you break it down if you, like if you ask that in China they they'd say communism you know <laughs> so it's just like it's just an interesting uh, question I feel like what what has surprised you the most about politics so far from what you've learned well I wanna I'm gonna I wanna go back oh, to that right. question. I was, still think, I was still thinking about I'm just really like that's okay. a, that was a good question I haven't right. been asked something like that in a while usually they talk about totalitarianism yeah. and things like that but communism again there's that there's that root root word commune you know community yeah. and <laughs> as crazy as it sounds I think I might just have to play you know play a little devil's advocate here for the people who thought I would say capitalism I definitely I agree with capitalism to a certain extent but I definitely think I would have to go with communism because it takes away from, it takes away from the ruling class. It mean that that one percent that one runs the world. It takes away the power and it e evenly distributes it. I wonder, like, I wonder how much, how many people would be walking around happy if they knew that you know they're they're on the same level as a billionaire, billionaire. Right. Yeah. I wonder, like, how much, like, how less stressed people would be and how happy the world would be in a sense, or how much how much more community it would be because communism is based off of the work that you put in into your community, the work that you, what, what you do. And I mean, that's, that's important because if you're not doing anything, then it's going to show. Yeah. And like, that's true. And I feel like people here have like a natural fear of socialism, which is closely linked with communism, you know, socialism. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what, isn't that what the, what did Trump say? Those loose, loosey lefty yeah. lunatics. Yeah, yeah he's, he's called Bernie a communist and stuff like that. And it's like, it has a negative connotation to people that it's like, honestly, when you break it down, it's not a bad idea on paper. Like whether it can really be executed is another story, but it's like, I don't know, like, like so we already have a lot of socialism in our country. And it's funny that people don't even realize that. <laughs> yeah. What do you think you're exactly. around like, every day? <laughs> it's like the people don't realize that because, you know, after after communism, next came socialism, you know, they came back to back. But everybody feels like it was such a it was such a distinction. But I would even go a step further to say that after communism, there was a there was a slight capitalist era going on. And then the birth of socialism emerged, you know, I've. I'm not to say that it's a happy medium in between, but it is some socialism is somewhat of a middle between communism and capitalism. And that followed, you know, your Marxism, your Marxist ideologies and things like that. Yeah. So definitely think that communism is communism is loosely related to capitalism. And now we live in a social we're trying to we're living in a world where everything is social. It's a socialist type of world. And that's that's what's being pushed on us and and things like that. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I don't necessarily think it's an all the way around good thing because I don't think that enough people have the ideology or the enough research to even understand that there is a distinction between the two. So, 
tell me well i'll just <laughs> i'll just like go ahead and start so just to um just to piggyback on what you said earlier regarding capitalism and how it's easier to make it American dream and things like that, I would actually have to disagree in the sense because capitalism focuses on, you know, private, private owners for profit rather than like actual state and what's going on at the state level. And, you know, of course, with the state level comes the, the city level, the county level, and that's, you know, the main goal of, of Harvey politics. So capitalism for me, I'm not necessary. I'm not for because it, it affects the local government too much. It leaves the local government lacking and things. So I definitely would say, you know, I, I know people are not going to like this, but I definitely would say communism is a is a is something to strive for and move forward and mix in a little bit of, a little bit of light socialism in there, but keeping some of those capitalistic ideas when it comes to trade and the trade industry and you know allowing a, a quote air quote free market. It's definitely necessary because at a local level, there's benefits there too. But you only To understand that if you're really involved in politics and if you're really involved in your local level to see to see capitalism at a level that's so close to you and how it can really affect you and that's my job here over at harmony politics to make sure that you understand on a grand level politics but to actually you can get the knowledge of yeah the, the national I, yeah politics, agree. i mean apply it through i get where you're coming from i was community. just you know i was I was thinking of like, you know, it seems like in a lot of people come to America or, or, you know, like capitalistic countries to make their dreams come true more. That seems like more. Things. So that's like, that's, that's all I was getting at. I was just, I wasn't saying that I thought capitalism right. was better or anything. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, I yeah. get that. I was just giving a little brief history on capitalism and how it could trickle all the way down to the local level with people who do come over here to like, you know, strive for better and things like that. It matters what you what the type of political system you're moving to. It's important to make sure that you do the research, you know, get the knowledge out there. And before you apply the wisdom, make sure that you have all the knowledge, because the last thing you want to do is be misinformed and be applying wisdom in areas that you're really not wise in. Ever like you ever yeah. heard an old fool like tell you how to do something good and they can't do it the good themselves? You know that's kind of like that saying. Is the saying is eluding me, but <laughs> it's the same trick. Like you can't teach a, a new dog old tricks. There it is. It was a saying. I don't know where I got old man from. I must be. <laughs> it's, yeah. So, but that that's the saying though. You know, you just you got to get out there. The knowledge is out there. The information is out there. It's up to you to change your mindset and really get inquisitive and want to figure it out. And get invested not only in your local government, but get invested internally yeah, first, I mean, and then apply the wisdom. You know, writing and your there's own like community. a lot more. There's a lot more that I that I could ask. But do you have any questions for me? Um, you know, I, I think I did good. You know, the interviewee got to interview you and throw in a few questions. I think you know, I want to. Definitely don't have any any questions, not for this podcast at least. That's for sure. I got my notes oh, here yeah. for the next one though, so hopefully you know I'll get invited back. Okay, yeah, and hopefully the my, other my podcast, uh, networks soon as well. <laughs> Anchor and Spotify.
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Like, is there anything? Is there anything right, you want right. to tell Just the people before we through. before you go? Definitely, you know, want to just reiterate what Harmony Politics does is providing those educational services and just information on local government and how to get informed and put yourself in a position to where you can go and get the opportunities because you're doing if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, then the opportunities will come. But you have to make sure that you're staying consistent and staying focused in your goals. And if you don't know the information then you need to go out there and ask ask for it. It's out there. You just have to ask. And if you don't know what questions to formulate, you can always come over to harmonypolitics.com. That's all one word with no spaces. You can check out the podcast for listening purposes and make sure that you're getting the knowledge so that you can go out and apply the wisdom that we're learning. Uh, I got the city planning commissioner interview dropping tomorrow. So definitely be on the lookout for that. He's the city planning commissioner of the sixth ward in San Bernardino. I got services that I offer on my website. So, you know, you just head over to harmonypolitics.com. As long as you subscribe, all consultations will be free of charge. Because like I said, I'm not trying to break the underfunded communities, minority communities, urban communities, whatever dialect you prefer. I'm not trying to break your pasta. I'm just trying to let you know that there is someone out there who does have the knowledge and who does want to help you and who's not trying to rob you or anything. Because my whole goal is it's not to make money. It's to just share the information with you, whether we never have a conversation again. And you read the daily articles that I send out on Harmony Politics, then I've done my job. So that's it. That's that's Harmony Politics. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for coming. I mean, this this is I haven't done uh, much politics on here. So this is definitely a change. And, you know, it's always a controversial topic, but I think it's necessary, especially like with this being like an election year and all that for people to just be more informed. Right. Oh, and of, of course, really quick, how can I forget, although it's an election year for the president, things like that, it is also an election year in your local government. So make sure that you're going in and voting because it's important to know the national level, but it's also important for local government because those are the ones who are going to be making the laws that are going to directly affect you immediately as soon as they're made. You're going to start hearing about it, that new building that's being built, that stop sign, that new that speed limit that just decreased. All of right. That yeah. So yeah. And like, um, same thing as March you know, like just for example, time, in Upland, like March they're they're kind funny. of they're battling over like Amazon being able to set up a warehouse. And honestly, I don't want that. I know I'm sure some people want that. But my experience with Amazon was not great. And like seeing the way they treat their employees and like all that, like, I don't know. I, I personally I, I think that that company might be a little too big, but that's a whole nother subject. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. See, that's a job for the city planning commissioner, which this, which is going to be on your ballot for your local government. So you got to make sure that you're, you know, you're you're doing the research. And if all right, there you go. Well, well, yeah. Thanks again for coming on, and I'm sure this is this will be one of many uh, conversations that we have in this format. <laughs> all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you so much again for having me to all the audience who's listening. All right. Until next time. This this was uh, Cloud Nine and Dimension Eleven. Peace, love, and harmony. (laughs)
Welcome to another exciting edition of KZRO Sports from your only station in space. Uh, Kawhi won the first Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP award. Uh, so yeah, the All-Star game was last night. I think that's the one of the headlines to take away. And of course, Team LeBron beat Team Giannis 157 to 155. Uh, it, it seems that this new format for the All-Star game is a step in the right direction. Uh, they, you know, they had, it, it seemed to incite more competitive spirit. A lot of times these all-star games, there's no real defense or anything. It's just kind of people blowing by each other. And there actually was some defense on in this game. So I think that's a good thing. I think the, the spirit of the Mamba was in the building. Everybody was, because Kobe was known to put a lot of effort into the all-star game. So. It was it's impressive. And on another note, if if you guys haven't seen the tribute that uh, Dr. Dre made for Kobe, I highly recommend that. Very cool editing, and it's just uh, it definitely was well done. So check that out if you haven't already checked it out. Uh, yeah, the the dunk contest this year was was uh, exciting. A, a lot of people felt like Aaron Gordon was robbed. I don't know. Like I don't get that invested into the dunk contest. Like it, it just in terms of like there being like a winner and, you know, like, yeah, that's cool. But it is just the dunk contest. You know, it's like it's not as big of a deal as other stuff, I guess. Or really, all of All-Star Weekend is just kind of a fun thing to me. It's not really I don't take it that seriously, but I don't know. Aaron Gordon had some impressive dunks, so I can't really disagree with him maybe winning. I've just I don't know. To me, it's just not that serious. <laughs> I can't really build up enough uh, energy <laughs> to really tell you one way or the other how that should have gone. <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, overall, a successful all-star game and a step in the right direction in a lot of ways. Uh, the XFL is going on. We're, we'll see how it does. The XFL has tried this before. It didn't work out. It seems that this is more organized and it seems like it has more of a chance to actually work. So we'll see how it goes. I think it's it's good for there to be an alternative to the NFL because the NFL has a monopoly right now. You know, they tried the AAF and that failed pretty miserably pretty quickly. But um, the XFL seems like a seems like it has more potential. I know the 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 one thing I've been seeing is that the quarterback play has not been strong, but I think that's something that can be improved. Um, there's plenty of people out there. I mean, why not why not try to contact Colin Kaepernick? I've heard that they've talked to him. I don't know how much he's willing to play for, or because I mean, as an NFL, if he were in the NFL, he'd be getting paid very well as a either starting or as a backup i mean i think he could definitely be a starter for several teams in the nfl and the xfl i mean he'd be the best quarterback in there right now so yeah i'd say the the xfl might honestly want to take a chance on that because i think as as much as people talk about oh he hurt the ratings i think people would tune in to see him return to the field it would be like a major event you know i at least from what I can tell since it's been a couple years, I feel like it would it's all this build up to him playing football again would would be like a major thing. So personally, I feel like they should take a chance on it if they have the money. I mean, I know Vince McMahon has the money, but I don't know if he's willing to spend it on like a high end player like that, uh, you know, a, a former 
who should be a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> you can call me a homer for that if you wish, but honestly, that, that was some BS in that 2013 Super Bowl. <laughs> but anyway, not to get too far off the track. Yeah, I think the I want to see the XFL excel because I think we could use more more leagues, you know? Like there's not... None of the other major sports have a competitor, and the NFL is so massive. It's the biggest uh, league that we have in America, and or in the United States of America, to clarify for our South American listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the XFL or the NFL is the biggest league we have here, so I think it's good for there to be some competition because the NFL just—I feel like NFL players are treated probably the worst by their union of any of the sports or not their union, but by their league, they're treated the worst compared to the other major sports like basketball players. They have a lot of power. And part of it is just like, you know, there's less basketball players on a team. So there's less people in the league. So at the end of the day, like when there's less people, they're naturally going to have more power like compared to like a 53 man NFL roster. You only got like what 12, I believe it 12, 15 on a NBA team at a given time. So yeah, um, definitely interesting to see if there could possibly be a competitor to one of the major sports. We didn't have a lot going on in the, on combat sports. There's a couple things, a couple sort of upsets, uh, Corey Anderson, whose nickname is Beastin Twenty Five Eight, apparently he wasn't Beastin on Saturday night. He was upset by KO <laughs> against Jan Blackowicz, if I'm saying that right. So he falls to thirteen and five, and Blackowicz climbs to twenty six and eight. Uh, it that was at UFC Fight Night One Sixty Seven. So man, like. Anderson was favored to win this fight and kind of like a, a fight with John Jones was potentially on the line. So to, to like lose that matchup, man, it's, it's a pretty big blow to his career. We'll see if he can refi- re, you know, recover from that and continue beasting. <laughs> but for now, I mean, um, black is, is probably in line for a title shot. Although I think we'd all like to see John Jones rematch, his most recent fight. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but um, big setback. It, it's hard to climb back, uh, but a couple wins and he could be back in title contention, you know, so we'll see how that goes. Um, on the boxing end, not a lot, uh, not a lot of fights, not a lot of interesting matchups. I know Caleb Plant uh defended against the the german like uh, it's not that's kind of a nondescript fight it's not that interesting but caleb plant is a super middleweight titleist undefeated uh, 19 and 0 11 ko's i believe so he's on a roll and I th- he looks like a, a strong competitor to canelo possibly down the line i don't know if he can beat canelo especially on the scorecards and i don't know if he has the power to knock canelo out so you know, I don't, <laughs> you know how it is with Canelo. Anybody fighting Canelo, they're not going to get the scorecards. They're not going to get the win. So <sighs> as much as, as good as he is, I just don't, uh, I just don't think that it's going to, 
workout in terms of that. Oh, and and you know, my bad. The, the nineteen and zero was before the fight. So w- b- before he beat Fuegan Boots, <laughs> uh, he was nineteen and zero. Now he's twenty and zero with twelve KOs. So yeah. Just a mild correction on that. So Caleb Plant, um, well, you know, he's a he's a smooth operator, uh, a good young fighter who has defended his belt a couple times already. And he's this is was the second defense of the belt. He went from Jose Uzcategui, which was a pretty big upset. And he beat Mike Lee. He beat the Subway sandwiches out of Mike Lee. <laughs> Mike Lee, this this. This guy Mike Lee, like he was twenty one and zero, and he finally fought like a decent fighter and lost. But he had subway ads because he was like on the Notre Dame boxing team and all that, and they got a big alumni. So shout out to Mike Lee. Uh, hopefully that sub that subway check is still coming. Uh, I always just found that funny. I'm like Mike Lee. I've barely heard of this guy, and he's on like a subway commercial with Michael Phelps and all that. I'm like, all right. Well, congratulations on that. But yeah, um, Caleb Plant took down the great Mike Lee a couple back in 2019. So <laughs> weird to say that. I know we're only a couple months into this year. But then on the on the boxing end, to continue that, uh, Brian Perella was stopped in the le- with one second left in the fight. He fell to 17 and three. And he was beaten by Abel Ramos, who climbed to 25-3 and 2. Man, um, I'm not a big fan of that. I like if there's a he okay, he was knocked down twice and he got up and the referee had him do sort of like instead of walking to him, he had him like take a walk and you know, you could see he wasn't on the best of legs, but there was a second left in the fight. So you're really gonna tell me that he couldn't have made it through another second? Like I don't know, man. I'm not really, I'm not a big fan of that. And that referee in general, Jack Reese, has had some questionable decisions, in my opinion. So, I mean, he's not a bad referee, and I know it's a tough job. Like, it's hard to get the call right every time. But, um, yeah, like, I wasn't a fan of that. It was kind of reminiscent of Chavez Taylor, you know, where Taylor was beating Chavez, and then they, he, you know, he got hurt, and they waved it off with a second left. It's like one of those things where it's like, I don't know. I, th- I think he could have made it through that, you know. <sighs> but that's not my decision to make. I'm not a referee. I'm just a, ca- a casual observer. Well, I should say I'm an expert observer. Observer, Nothing casual about me. Um, yeah. The Astros gave a terrible apology. <laughs> I don't know if any of you saw that. They basically said, yeah, we're sorry we did it, but it didn't affect the outcome of the World Series. We're sorry we cheated, but it's like, um, what? <laughs> For one, like, why Why did you do it if it didn't affect, if you didn't think it was going to affect the outcome, then why even do it? Like, first of all, just like off the top of my head. <laughs> but secondly, it's like, Clearly it affected like when when you have a seven game World Series and some of the games are like super close. If you if you're really going to tell me that like somehow you like having like a slight edge, which it might have been more than slight, but it it, at least it's a slight edge. So somehow that it's not going to affect the outcome of the game you have in that edge. 
I don't know. I just don't buy that. Uh, so the Houston Astros, they're going to have a rough year this year. Oh, oh, oh. And a PSA. Any of you Astros fans that come to Dodger Stadium, well, first of all, just don't come. It's not a good idea. It's not. It's just not. And if you do come, just, just like, be cool. <laughs> Don't try to do anything wild, man, because I'm seriously concerned for your safety. Like, I don't think it's a good idea. I'd stay home if I were you. Like, just don't go to the Angel game when they play the Angels. They play the Angels plenty of times. Just go to the Angel game. I don't think those fans aren't going to do anything to you, I don't think. (laughs) The Angel fans are a lot more, they're not quite as passionate. So you'll be fine over there. Just stick to the Angel game there in your division anyway. So you might as well just do that. (laughs) But yeah, don't come to Dodger Stadium, please. I just don't, I don't want anything to happen like that. Because I know you're just a fan and you don't know any better. But honestly, if it was my team, I'd be ashamed. I don't know if I'd want to be a fan of a team that did something like that and then had like no, they showed no real remorse or anything. Like I'd be kind of ashamed of that, but that's just me. Uh, but yeah, enjoy um, the title. I honestly think the Astros should be stripped of the title. Um, I don't see how... I know it's kind of unprecedented, but this was just some unprecedented cheating, in my opinion. I've seen people try to make excuses for it, like, they still had to hit the ball. Like, yeah, but they had a massive advantage. Like, if you know what's coming, if you know all the patterns and all that, it makes it a whole lot easier, you know, to hit it. And if the level of cheating that they were doing was just so in-depth that it's like, I just don't know how you could think that's okay. And the Red Sox are still under investigation for also possibly, well, it looks like they did cheat against the Dodgers. I've heard conflicting reports. I heard it's not as bad. I heard it's as bad as the Astros or worse. So I don't know what to make of that. But man, it's a, it's a, it's sort of a bittersweet time for Dodger fans because we can look at it and know that at least so far, it looks like the our team was playing fair and the other teams weren't. So. I mean, it's like kind of a consolation prize, I guess. But at the same time, I know we'd all rather have some World Series championships. So it's a, it's unfortunate. But this year, I feel like there's a real good shot with uh, Betts and Bellinger in the lineup. And now we got David Price added to the starting rotation. So it's going to be real interesting. I, th- I think this year is, is uh, as good of a year as any for them. And on that note, that's been KZRO Sports. Until next week. And now let us read from the book of Grav. These days, who can you trust? Everything is so scandalous. Most of what they call vision, every's phony. I need you to listen very closely. These days, who can you trust? Everything is so scandalous. Most of what they call vision, every's phony. I need you to listen very closely. So many of us face paralysis with pain they can't taste in palaces. Now this is intensely turbulent. It can all end by an obscure event. Intent is much more than most admit. They'll shut you down if you expose the wit. Said it before, but it bears repeating. The majority are rarely eating. And speaking of that majority, 
they're afraid of authority. They don't make themselves a priority. It's all carried out quite morbidly. No identity, just obscenity. It carries on past infinity. We toil in anonymity. I just want to set all the limits free. These days, who can you trust? Everything is so scandalous. Most of what they call visionaries phony. I need you to listen very closely. These days, who can you trust? Everything is so scandalous. Most of what they call visionaries phony. I need you to listen very closely. That's our show. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please, please get informed and actually take the time to vote. It can't really hurt, you know, at the end of the day. Like, I'm not going to say which candidate you should vote for, <laughs> although I have my ideas about that. But I d- just I just want people to get more informed because I feel like so many people know so little about what's actually going on and they kind of base their voting on like one issue. And it's a lot more complex than that. Like somebody, you could really like something about a candidate and then you might not know something that you really dislike about them because you don't research it. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to claim that I'm like the most informed person out there. I know there's people who follow it a lot more than I do, but I feel like I, I also do follow it more than most people, which is kind of sad. So uh, uh, thank you to my guests for enlightening uh, people on the inner workings of of politics a lot of people don't know about their local politics so we may we'll definitely have to have her on again and uh get get informed get the vote out uh uh i noticed that they moved up the the primaries in california this year so we have more of a say now (laughs) in the past it's like it's already wrapped up by the time it gets to us so it's kind of nice to actually have like more of a voice in that process Oh uh, yeah, and right now, on the Democratic side, it looks like uh, Bernie's the front runner. You don't hear much at all about the Republican side. Uh, I'd assume like nobody wants to run against the incumbent because it's usually pretty tough. Like, although in this case, I don't know. Like, it seems like there's a lot of uh, division in the in the party, even though like a lot of them feel the pressure to vote a certain way. Uh, yeah, and if if you are interested in, I know like. My last couple projects haven't been super political, but if you are interested in listening to political records, um, my the my album, of course, I'm Zero Grav, in case you forgot. <laughs> my album, Purple Haze, is more of a political album, and I also have my, my EP, uh, Re-Evolution, which is another, it has more of a political edge to it. This last, the track that I'm going to, close out with is not necessarily a super political track but it it does have like uh some uh, messages in it so i just thought it would be a fun way to close out the show but yeah um definitely check those out uh i had my track from earlier in the show if anyone was wondering what that was that was from um exorcism but when i was still going by chaos so the chaos still has to emerge every once in a while those are fun days um now, I mean, I definitely prefer my zero grab days, but being chaos was still a good time. <laughs> and um, feel free to to drop me a line on uh, on Anchor. Like, shout out to Anchor for. I mean, th- this this uh, experience. I I want to apologize for the. I know that the recording quality was not the best, and I know there were some glitches within the app where it sounded like we were talking over each other, but we really weren't. It's just like 
something happened with the audio where it got messed up. But uh, shout out to Anchor for providing this platform. And overall, it's been a cool experience. Like, I definitely would recommend it. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend trying to do the calls unless you're going to do like a short segment or something like doing like a hour and a half interview over the calls was <laughs> it worked out decently. But let's just say it was glitchier than um, I would have liked. So but shout out to Anchor for the for the platform. Um, it's been a good experience so far, like I was saying. And I'd encourage you to, I mean, if you have an idea for a podcast or anything, feel free to send me ideas. You can leave me voice messages on Anchor. And if I like them, I'll use them as part of the show. So, Or if you feel like um, appearing on the Life in Zero Gravity Godcast, feel free to contact me and we can set something up. I'm always looking for new guests and yeah, like it's, I've had a lot of different guests on so far and I feel like it adds a lot to the show. And at this point it's becoming more focused on the guests, which is what I kind of had in mind in the first place. It's supposed to be like a, an engaging time for you. So wherever you are, thank you for listening and we'll be right back next week. Peace from dimension 11. You're selling that old school shit. No cap, like an NFL black ball. No cap, I'm bringing the straight facts, y'all. No cap, like guaranteed pregnancy. No cap, even if they're begging me. No cap, no cap, this a whole slab. No cap, no cap, cue the slow clap. No cap, no cap, this a whole slab. No cap, no cap, cue the slow clap. Telling less lies than George Washington and not racist. I gorge floss and wins. You all caps must be holding the shift key. Shape shifting fakes, we exposing them swiftly. No cap for real. I I just let us feel got better skills but don't get credit still no cap this is a form of living out of fucks to give i'm morally spinning yours truly no cap like dope movies no cap even when you send subs to me honestly my policy rap prodigy you throw more caps than mario odyssey my soul's crown so my heart lives lavishly your only crowns cap in your cavities no cap why would i even chase y'all lanes when i'm seeing more caps than baseball games no cap like an nfl black ball no cap i'm bringing the straight facts y'all no cap like guaranteed pregnancy no cap even if they're begging me no cap no cap that's a whole slab no cap no cap cue the slow clap no cap no cap this a whole slab no cap no cap cue the slow clap don't cap homies turn off friendly fire let's shoot out of energy and in these biters no cap like renouncing judaism no cap racism the new racism black is the new black facts are the new facts the alternatives actually do lack that's like great value it mounts a meal somehow some way getting called the real the real deal is most of you silicone by all the design of one still a clone we hear all that yapping about your balling yeah sure bud you capping more than stalling when your mouth's open it's a genocide spinning lies so much you should be penalized i'm the captain you fools ain't world the rap so shallow y'all could swim in soda caps you ain't deep y'all were drowning a drip 
All caps say you're going down with the shit. Drop killer verses, but I ain't feeling heard. No cap needed. My picks worth a zillion words. No cap, like an NFL black ball. No cap, I'm bringing the straight facts, y'all. No cap, like guaranteed pregnancy. No cap, even if they're begging me. No cap, no cap, this a whole slab. No cap, no cap, cue the slow clap. No cap, no cap, this a whole slab. No cap, no cap, cue the slow clap. No cap.